You're listening to the Morrowology Podcast. It's all about Morrow County, Ohio. Morrow County, Ohio is my home. I'm really glad I stayed till the end for this one. In the studio today is your hosts, Mike Wilson and Joey Powell. Hello, Mike. Yo, Joseph. How are you, good sir? You, you call me Mike. I did. I did not call you Mike of us. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, you know, I learned this week you're supposed to respect your elders. Oh, okay. Wait a minute. Even those that have been down for a week with with uh, COVID? Oh, the vid. Yeah. Oh, the nasty, nasty word. Oh, that nasty word, yeah, COVID. You won't, you won't even get near me because... I know we're... <laughs> I should be okay now, but... You stay on your side, sir. Okay. Uh, so, uh, other than having the vid, how's your week been? I'm kind of boring. I... I'm kind of boring company, you know. But did you, uh, you know, like, do you have Netflix or anything? Did you uh, binge watch anything while you were down? I have an antenna. Oh, so you have farmer vision. <laughs> yes. So. Well, were you able to, I mean, did you find any TV shows on that? Uh, well, yeah, yeah. I got a lot good? of my old TV shows on uh, on uh, antenna TV. and. So, um, you know, so the digital channels, like, uh, what is it? Me TV. Yes, I have Me TV. Uh, there's ten five. I like that one. Okay. Um, it's like a almost like a history type channel, right? Like A and E type. You know, it's got some cool shows on it. Yes, it does. Anything, That's the kind of stuff I watched. Anything neat? Anything? Obviously, nothing's coming uh, to mind. Nothing. I mean, everything's good in Hooterville. What can I say? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, so I guess we know what you watched. <laughs> um, so, Mister Mike. Coming up this week at the Capitol Theater, Mount Gilead is... Don't look. I haven't changed the sign yet. (laughs) I already know. I was going to change the sign, and it poured down rain yesterday. And I thought, oh, I'll get it right after the movie starts, the second movie. And wouldn't you know, guess what? It started raining again. So uh, it was still kind of nasty when we left last night. So we didn't get it changed, but we'll get it changed. But it is Minions Rise of Gru. Yeah, that's why there's a sign out front that says Minions. Yes, coming soon. The posters. I was going to ask you when that was coming up, by the way. And, and I look, and there's the poster. Yeah, so that is coming up uh, Friday, July 1st at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. Saturday at 5 p.m. and 8 p.m. and Sunday at 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. Oh, um, this might be a tough week to get people into the theater. Well, it's opening week, though, for Minions. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and it's a three-day weekend. So we're expecting we're expecting a lot of folks there, and our friends and your relatives, Tidy Tim's, mm-hmm. they are um, sponsoring uh, minion glasses. Oh, they are. for the kids. <laughs> okay. Plus, um, uh, they uh, are getting a cardboard cutout of Gru, so the kids can uh, get their photos taken with Gru and their minion glasses. Oh wow! Yeah, we so they that, can see what's new with Gru. Yeah, that's kind of at the Capitol. We thought it was kind of cool to you know, like it went it went really well for um, for uh, Maverick, Top Gun Maverick, and then um, you know this. So we did the bad guys and Downton Abbey this past weekend here, and on fr- on Saturday and Sunday we actually paid the Mount Gilead PD to yes. come up on special duty and park a car outside, and the kids got to go in and that's see. That's really cool. The car and it, yeah. yeah, it was it was super. It was uh, it was not well attended, but it was still pretty cool. So we're going to continue to try to to do that fun stuff and get uh, you know um, the community more involved with the movies because it's not just about movies; it's about getting everybody in together, right? That's, right. That's the way it. Should I love be. the way that they're they're fitting into things like the minion glasses and like the aviator glasses and. That's really cool. Yeah, we're trying. We're trying. Um, so, Mr. Mike, just going to say it, happy 4th of July. Early. Yay. It is that time of year. And uh, Cardington, I saw some pictures. I did not go to it, to the street fair, but I did see some pictures. And holy moly, full pull out here <laughs> at this square. Um, for those of you who have been down to the tractor poles, you'll understand that, our truck poles. Um the uh, street fair looked like it was packed all weekend. The fireworks looked like they were phenomenal. Um, so kudos to the friends of Cardington for uh, 
getting that uh, off the ground again this year. And uh, I heard, I have not heard one complaint. I've talked to several people, and not one of them had a complaint about the whole weekend. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, coming up this week, Friday, is Freedom Fest. It starts Freedom Fest with uh, Crowder as the headliner this week. And uh, Saturday is Justin Moore and Rod, uh, Rodney Atkins down at the fairgrounds. And Saturday night, after Justin Moore performs, which, Mike, he's performing for two hours. Justin two hours. Moore. Okay. Two hours. Like, he's singing himself for two full hours. I think that is a super long time. I didn't expect that when I read that. I thought it was a typo. Uh, but tickets are still on sale. It's local here, guys. So you literally can uh, swing up to any one of the restaurants in the county, really, and then drive on down to the fairgrounds and get tickets. I highly suggest you order them online and uh, then pay uh, the parking fee. Now, um, parking is being done by Mar Little Theater. They're going to help. Uh, and they got some volunteers there, but uh, we're heading that up. So they're staging the parking. Yes, we are staging the parking. Yeah, okay. Nice play on words. Good, yeah. Nice play on words, Mike. I will give you... I'll give you this. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'll give you that one. I think that was, that was pretty, pretty decent for you because I wasn't ready for it. So. And that was for you, Jamie Zigger. <laughs> there we go, Jamie Zeger. She's probably really rolling her eyes right now. <laughs> um, so uh, tomorrow, Tuesday, uh, June 28th at 6 p.m. at Headwaters Outdoor Education Center, entering flowers in the Morrow County Fair. They're having a, a little mini course on that for you. And I forgot to mention, Saturday after Justin Moore performed, so about 11, 11, 15, somewhere in there, fireworks at the fairgrounds. Yes. And then on Sunday, the 3rd, the Mount Gilead Village will uh, shoot off their fireworks. Again, um, theirs will actually... So you probably will not be able to see the Freedom Fest fireworks uh, due to where we're shooting them off from. Uh, but the village is shooting them off from the hill up there on Gate C. Okay. So they get even more height, right? Right. Um, and, uh, you know, Mayor Brucker's done a, a pretty good job there of getting that together and... Um, it's kind of kind of neat. I can remember going when I was a kid and getting to sit in the back of the truck and watch the fireworks, being tired out of my gourd because it was so late. But are there uh, other events leading up to that on on Sunday? On Sunday, I'm not aware of any. Okay, I'm not aware of any at all. Because there um, used to be years ago, there was stuff going on in fairgrounds up. Yeah, and I don't I don't think that's the case because I think uh, they're still going to be tearing down from Freedom Fest this oh, year. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, I know they're going to start tearing down that evening there. Um, coming up also this week, Mike is uh, this coming Saturday, so the second of July at ten a.m. Thriftorama down at Groovy Plants Ranch. Uh, looks like they're putting on a little bit of a thrift store. And Mike, I don't know if if you've not been down there to Groovy Plants Ranch, you need to go. Uh, my kids came up with the idea to buy me some uh, little like bonsai trees, mm-hmm. and they went down. They got me four little trees for Father's Day, and they're pretty cool. Um, they're not like the traditional bonsais, but right. they are small and they're pretty cool looking. One of them has some pretty cool like roots that are like fat, and then they're all like twisted around each other. It's pretty cool. So you probably like that because it was a really tremendous, tremendous gift. All right, so that is Saturday, July 2nd at 10 a.m. <laughs> Moving okay. on. We'll leave that one alone. Yeah. Uh, Freedom Fest. So Friday, I want to go back to this because I did not give you any times, and it is time to give you times. Uh, the Real Deal Grill will be down there at Freedom Fest, and uh, they're going to start, it looks like at 4 o'clock, they're going to start cooking uh, for folks down there. And uh, I just went to the page here, and I saw that Tidy Tim's, if they've got a whole thing on their Facebook page, they're giving away some VIP passes, I believe. Yes, they are. Um, for that. folks, and I shared that on my personal page, and I'll see if I can find that and share that out on the, the group page. Um, let's see here. If you are a military veteran or active military or a first responder, you get 20% off of your Freedom Fest tickets. Use the code USA. And tickets are cheap. They're like 25 bucks for the cheapest ticket. 
there will be beer, and the beer sales will benefit the Mount Gilead Fire Department uh, through their auxiliary department down there. Um, trying to see here. They had so much stuff. Uh, parking. Uh, it says, um, when you purchase a ticket from Freedom Fest, don't forget to add on the parking pass. Parking passes are $20 the day of at the door, but they are only $10 each day or $14 for the entire weekend. So as an add-on to your ticket through their ticketing platform, you want to get that. If not, uh, you will be benefiting more Little Theater because we are getting a percentage of those tickets. So, uh, you know, pop out and help us. Help us do that, and uh, say hello to Jamie Zeger while you're out there. Uh, she'll be working hard all weekend there to do that. So on Saturday, starting at seven, I'm sorry, six, no, five thirty, five thirty, five thirty p.m. Scott Stevens takes the stage on Saturday. Six thirty, Heath Sanders takes the stage. Seven thirty, Rodney Atkins takes the stage, and then at nine thirty, Justin Moore takes the stage. Then on Friday night. It looks like we have uh, Nate Williams at 6.30 uh, and Austin French at 7.30 with Crowder coming on the stage at 9. So uh, it's, I'm telling you, this is going to be a pretty cool event. I'm super excited. I'm, I'm very uh, thankful to have been asked to be a part of it and to help do some planning for that. Um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it, Mike. It's going to be a good time. So if you're, you know, you're looking for something to do pop on down to that um on friday on saturday um they also added steph uh schulter i think that's how you pronounce the last name s-c-h-l-u-e-t-e-r at five thirty, and then jess kelly adams at four thirty, and i believe Lindsay um warner local girl here i believe is going to kick off the concert uh singing the national anthem i believe um, so that's pretty cool. And the Nate Williams band, I believe they are from, um, North, is it North Bloomfield? What's that? Uh, Blooming Grove, Blooming Grove Church. Blooming Grove could very well be. I think it's out there off 314. Um, let's see. Uh, the only gates for those that are local that are coming in, the only gates you'll be able to enter for the event and exit from the event are going to be gates A and gates B. So that is across from the Christian school is gate B. Gate A is down by the certified. Those are the only gates that you will be permitted to come in or out of. So please follow all traffic patterns uh, for this weekend and please follow the directions of any officers um, to that point, we have four days, one hour, nine minutes, and 40 seconds as of right now uh, to enjoy the event. So if, Mike, uh, do you have anything you want to talk about here while I go back uh, to another page? Uh, no, let's uh, see. I know there are a lot of other events going on uh, this coming weekend, so uh, go right ahead. All right, so we also have coming up, Lunch and Learn is Friday, July 1st at noon. Uh, it's the topic is going to be science, and it's going to be at Sullivan Public Library. There's the Ohio Bird Sanctuary Reading Program. That's Thursday, June 30th at 10.30 a.m. at Sullivan Public Library. Uh, Kids Jurassic Dino Habitat is this Thursday, the 30th at 10.30 a.m., and uh, you get to do a cool little planter. Uh, looks like that's going to be kind of cool. Um, there seems to... Oh, this isn't Morrow County, but uh, this is kind of a cool event that I've heard about recently is the 2022 Pickle Run Festival and Craft Show in Galleon at Heisey Park. Uh, starts this Saturday, July 2nd at 9 a.m. I, I do have a comment on that. Okay. That's going to be a big deal. Um, yeah, you're totally getting... Your, let me go back. And you're getting... All right, so... Guys, again, I'm sorry. He's been locked up by himself for too long. Um, <laughs> well, I do relish the thought. Oh, geez. So that is this weekend. Let's see here. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. You know, there's... Mike and I were doing some looking, and we could not find any other um, fireworks locally in the county or anything for this weekend. So we apologize if we are overlooking something. But we couldn't find it on Facebook. And you know, if it's not on Facebook, it's not real. Um, so I'm not really sure what the dealio is on that. 
um, and why we are not able to find it. But, you know, sometimes that happens, right? So, Mike, any uh, anything going on with the Historical Society? I know you've been out for a week, but uh, any... Nope. any Something uh, did happen this past week. Uh, hosted the um, Business After Hours at the uh, Morrow County History Center. Yeah, how'd that go? Um, I wasn't able to be there, obviously, but... Uh, we made I popcorn guess, for it. Uh, yeah, I know. The, the, thank you very much, uh, 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 Jamie and, and Joey. Appreciate that. And Angela. And Angela. And it was a big event. Uh, quite a few folks showed up. It was a a, a sports theme. We had uh, peanuts and uh, cracker jack and hot dogs, and uh, it was quite an event. Uh, coming up, we will be closed this Sunday because there's so much going on in the county because of, of uh, Independence Day. But after that, we'll be uh, open on Sunday afternoons again from two to four. So. Um, Make it a point to stop out and see the uh, Morrow County History Center. Um, a lot, a lot of history uh, is going on there, or has gone on. And I just want to call out uh, Maggie Clark, right? Maggie Clark and yes. Kevin Evans were working hard uh, putting in a piece of wrought iron fencing that came from the uh, county home out on seventy six that is no longer there. Um, but the, it looks really neat. They mulched it and planted some some plants there, and then. Uh, uh, Mary and, oh, I just went blank. What's her husband's name? Weiler. I just uh, went blank. Mr. Weiler. I, Mr. I, and Mrs. Weiler brought a rock. I can't his name either. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs> they brought a rock um, to uh, put out there in the flower bed. Uh, it's heavy. I'll tell you that. I helped to move it around <laughs> um, on Wednesday night. But uh, so, you know, it's um, it looks pretty good. So, you know, Maggie, she does really good work when it comes to uh, the flowers and stuff and maintaining that. And, uh, Mike, it seems like you guys have a pretty good crew right now at the Historical Society because uh, you guys are doing a little... I think you guys are doing more now, more recently than what you had in the past couple of years. I mean, excluding maybe the COVID years, you know. Well, we have some wonderful, wonderful volunteers. And, um, one thing as president that I do is, is, is to say, okay, what are your talents... If you can hammer a nail, you go do this. If you're good at making displays, to go, go you know, build displays. Um, people have different talents. You just put them, put them to work doing what they, what they do best. And um, I, that seems to have worked out well with the Morrow County Historical Society. So I'm going into my 18th year as president. Holy moly. So that's a, that's a long time. I don't know. Maybe nobody wants a job. That's I don't half know. my lifetime. <laughs> that, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I didn't mean to make you laugh. I, I apologize for that. But no, seriously, that is. Um, so what else going on? you guys have any uh, any uh, big um, displays coming up that are still top secret? or uh, Nothing I can really talk about right now. But uh, in August, and oh, the exact date escapes me, we're going to have a uh, an ice cream social down at the uh, George Cross house. Mm-hmm. Which is right across from the uh, Napa store yeah. on uh, Marion Street. So uh, looking forward to that. I will have that date next week. I, I cannot remember the date right now. It's, just, it's a Sunday afternoon from, from 2 to 4. Um, I want to say the 21st, but I'm not absolutely positive about that date. So, so I'll be looking for that. If it's a Sunday, the 26th is a Friday. It's that follow, it would be that following Friday then, so it might the, it could be the twenty first. Yeah, I think it. I think the twenty first is correct, but uh, I will have the right date next week so we can announce that. All right, and we'll have our presence at the uh, farm days and at the uh, uh, Morrow County Fair as always at the uh, Garverick Log House. So uh, you know, stop in and see us. Yeah, and we, uh, um, you know, Mar Little Theater. Mar Little Theater is working on Susical right now. Um, it's going pretty well. They got a pretty cool cast. Um, some new, some new faces. Mike, um, you know, some folks that we haven't seen before are in this show, and then some, you know, people who've been around for a while. And uh, you know, you talk about stretching people or you know letting them go to their strengths. Um, we stretch. We try to stretch our uh, board, uh, our board members. To get them to to reach out and maybe do some stuff they would normally do, and 
Bethany Barton is our vocal director for this show. Oh, okay. uh, first time she's done anything like that, but she did train um, for that in college, um, but does not do that professionally now. So uh, that was going to be something pretty cool. I uh, can't wait to see how that turns out. Um, and that'll be on July 29th, 30th, and 31st. So, Mike, I think we're ready to flashback. Are you ready? Okay, I got my seatbelt on. I'm holding on. I'm ready for this trip back into the past. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. All right, Mike, miss. What are we talking about? Okay, we're not They're going coming back. to get you bad boys, bad boys. <laughs> or what you going to do? We're not going back quite as far in history as we have quite often. But, um, uh, um, Joey, have you ever watched uh, Mork and Mindy? I've not actually watched a full episode, but I know about Mork and Mindy. Okay. Have you, did you watch the New Heart show? I know you were kind of young. Uh, no, but I now know where you're going. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a uh, show on for a short time called Committed. Um, there was a local uh, Morrow County connection to these shows, um, as well as uh, this person was seen on To Tell the Truth, What's My Line, uh, The Steve Allen Show, and you folks that have been around a little bit longer out there probably know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about Tom Poston. Okay, I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong. I okay. was wrong. Oh, I think I know where you thought I was going. Yeah, I was thinking Hope. Oh, Bob Hope? No, 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 no. Bob, Bob. Not Bob Hope. But we'll talk about him and his connections to Morrow County some other time. But today we're talking about uh, Tom Poston. And I do have some articles out of some of our local newspapers, um, the first one is about uh, Tom's father and uh, George A. Post a, of Marion Monday became the proprietor of the White Fountain Confectionery, succeeding Mr. and Mrs. Henry Bakes, who have successfully conducted the establishment for the past year. Mr. Poston was formerly connected with Moores and Ross in Columbus and was later with the same firm at Marion. The new proprietor expects to make several changes in the arrangements and to include light lunches in the soda menu now served. Mr. Poston has a wife and three children and expects to move his family to Mount Gilead as soon as a residence can be secured. Now, this was in the, I believe this was the Morrow County Sentinel... June 25th, 1925. And do you know where the uh, White Fountain was located? I don't. You're part owner of that building. Oh, so it, it's uh, the flower shop, Keith's Flower Shop? Yeah, yeah. That's okay. where the uh, White Fountain was that eventually became uh, the uh, White House many years later. Yeah, the clothing store. Yes. Um, Tom Poston's family moved from Marion to a house on East North Street, his father operated the White Fountain Soda Shop at 20 West High Street for a time in the 1920s. Um, here's an ad. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so sorry. It's called Choke Up, right? Yeah. Okay. Here's an ad from October 15th of 1925. Again, I think it's a Sentinel. Um, uh, Postons, noon luncheon, 11 to 1, Thursday. Hot sandwich, potatoes, cream gravy, Coleslaw, coffee, all for 25 cents. Wow. A sample of our daily luncheon, a really special, a, a real special every day. We're good food, we're good food and good people meet. And that was 1925. Wow. Okay, 1926, in June of 1926, this is a little blurb in the paper. The White Fountain Candy and Cigar Store, they sold cigars also, which adjoins the KP Theater mm -hmm. in Mount Gilead, has been closed several days, the property having been taken over by R.N. Neuer of Bucyrus, who represents the Jolly Company of Bucyrus. Mr. Poston, the pr proprietor, is traveling for the Alexander Hamilton Institute of Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So he didn't own it for very long. But... Uh, Tom's mother was also had some notoriety in Morrow County. This is from, I'm not sure which paper this is, but uh, Thursday, July 26th of 1928. Mrs. Poston hired. 
Mrs. G.H. Poston has been notified that her application to teach at the Williamsport Rural School has been accepted. Mrs. Poston stated that she intended to accept the position, although no contract has yet been signed. So Tom Poston's mother taught at the Williamsport School. Neat. Let's skip ahead a little to 1955 in February. Where does this start? Um, and why, And this is in the, uh, I believe this is, yes, this is Mara County Sentinel. And while we're talking of local people that made the big city papers, there was Earl Wilson's column in last Sunday's Columbus Dispatch. Earl, an Ohio boy, told of young actor Tom Poston, who claims many Ohio towns, including Williamsport and Mount Gilead, as his hometown. Poston is now playing in the Broadway show, The Grand Prize. As yet, we have been in, excuse me, we have been unable to locate anyone around here who is familiar with the name. So, in response to that, on March 3rd of 1955, the story of Tom Poston, whom we could not identify, in last week's column has brought lots of replies. Poston's father at one time ran a candy kitchen where the White House store is now located. It seems like everybody could remember um, that but us. One of the local families that recalls the Postons is the family of Mr. and Mrs. L.C. Dye of Mount Gilead. The Dyes and the Postons were neighbors. Now this lady I knew, Mrs. Bernice Inhoff, said that when the Postons lived in Williamsport, Mrs. Poston was a teacher in the school there. Others who recall the Postons and Mrs. Uh, are Mrs. Clay Snyder and Mrs. Henry Baker. They recalled the Postons moving to Kenton and finally to Washington, D.C. Also sending in information about the Postons were Mrs. Ike McPeak of Mount Gilead, Mrs. Fanny McLean of Marengo, Mrs. Carl Beebe of Mount Gilead, Guy Brown of near Williamsport. So here's another lady who I knew. This was written by Rosella Hiskey Hildebrand. The Morrow County Sentinel, Mount Gilead, Ohio. Just read your column around the county in which you mentioned the actor Tom Poston. I remember sometime during the school year, 1927-28, Tommy Poston entered Miss Beckley's first grade. He was too advanced for the rest of us and was placed in the second grade. He had an older brother, Richard, and a younger sister, Rosalie. I think his mother's name was Margaret. They didn't seem to have a father then. I believe it was in 29 that Mrs. Poston taught Williamsport School, and the family lived in Williamsport. I remember the children attended Williamsport Church. It seems to me Tommy was a fair, curly-haired, pretty little boy. I think Mrs. Poston only taught one year. I don't know what happened to them after that. Perhaps someone else has given you more information already, but it is interesting to see names in your column of people we have forgotten about. I like your column very much. Yours truly, Rosella Hiskey Hildebrand. Huh. Um, in 1955, again, they were trying to establish who this Tom Poston was and what his connection to Morrow County was. Um, here is a letter to the editor, March 10th, 1955. This is from, I don't think this is a Sentinel. I'm not sure which, which paper this is. <coughs> Excuse me. Dear editor, enjoy your around the county column very much and look forward to it every week saw the item about tom poston last week and recall that his mother taught at the williamsport school sometime around 1928 to 30 i followed her in september of 1930 and remember that she did have a son tom or tommy as he was called then not much enlightenment on the subject but thought other readers might also recall the family and know more about its history Keep those interesting articles coming. And that was written by uh, Rosella uh, Hildebrand's brother, Paul Hiskey. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. So uh, those of you that remember him, um, 
he was in a lot of Broadway plays. He was in, uh, had parts in different uh, shows. He was a very funny man. I enjoyed watching him. I, um, but he did have definitely have a Morrow County connection. So that was uh, Tom Poston. He died of lung cancer. Oh, another thing. Yeah, he died of lung cancer April 30th of 2007. He was married to one of his co-stars from the Bob Newhart show, Suzanne Plachette. And that's the name some of you might be familiar with. This guy does not. Okay. <laughs> well, we're talking to the younger generation here. Um, so anyhow, there was a, a famous uh, actor, comedian, that at one time resided right here in Morrow County. That's kind of interesting, Mike. I thought so. I totally thought you were going a different direction, though. I did not. Yeah. <clears throat> I was thinking Mr. Bob Hope. Yeah, we'll talk about him another time, because uh, there are some interesting stories with Bob Hope in Morrow County. So, All right. So, Mike, I think uh, because we're doing, you know, I usually do like a national history type yeah. thing. I think that this week, only thing I'm going to talk about is Independence Day. History of Independence Day. When the initial battles of the Revolutionary War broke out in April of 1775, few colonists desired to complete independence from Great Britain, and those who did were considered radical. By the middle of the following year, however, many more colonists had come to favor independence. Thanks to the growing hostility against Britain and the spread of revolutionary sentiments, such as those expressed in the best-selling pamphlet... Common Sense, Common written sense. by Thomas Paine in early 1776. On June 7th, when the Continental Congress met at Pennsylvania State House, later Independence Hall in Philadelphia, the Virginia delegate, do you know who that was? This is your pop quiz. Uh, Thomas Jefferson. Richard Henry Lee. Oh, okay. From Virginia, introduced a motion calling for the colony's independence. Amid heated debate... Congress postponed the vote on Lee's resolution, but appointed a five-man committee including Thomas Jefferson of Virginia, John Adams of Massachusetts, Roger Sherman of Connecticut, Benjamin Franklin from Pennsylvania, and Robert Livingston of New York to draft a formal statement justifying the break with Great Britain. Did you know that John Adams believed that July 2nd was the correct date on which to celebrate the birth of America's independence and would reportedly turn down invitations to appear at 4th of July events in protest? Adams and Jefferson both died on July 4th, 1826, on the 50th anniversary of the adoption of the Declaration of Independence. Oh, wow. Yes. Uh, on July 2nd, the Continental Congress voted in favor of Lee's resolution for independence in a near-unanimous vote. The New York delegation abstained, but later voted affirmatively. On that day, John Adams wrote to his wife Abigail that July 2nd will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the Great Anniversary Festival, and that the celebration would include pomp and parade, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other. Uh, on July 4th, Continental Congress formally adopted the Declaration of Independence, which had been written largely by Jefferson, though the vote for actual independence took place on July 2nd. From then on, uh, from then on the 4th uh, became the day that it was celebrated as the birth of American independence. So we all think that on the 4th of July they, they you know, did all that, but actually the work was done on the 2nd. I had not heard that before. That's interesting. Uh, and this information comes from history.com, by the way, uh, and I'm reading it directly off of their site. In pre-revolutionary, war, uh, in pre-revolutionary war years, colonists had held annual celebrations of the king's birthday, which traditionally included the ring of bells, bonfires, processions, and speech-making. By contrast, during the summer of 1776, some colonists celebrated the birth of independence by holding mock funerals for King George III as a way of symbolizing the end of the monarchy's monarchy. Uh, monarch, why can I not say that? <laughs> monarchy. Monarchy. That's it. Monarchy's it. Okay. hold on America and the triumph of liberty. 
Festivities included concerts, bonfires, parades, and the firing of cannons and muskets, usually accompanied the, uh, the first public readings of the Declaration of Independence beginning immediately after its adoption. Philadelphia he- held the first annual commemoration of independence on July 4, 1777, while Congress was still occupied with the ongoing war. George Washington issued double rations of rum to all of the soldiers to mark the anniversary of independence in 1778 and in 1781, several months before the key American victory at the Battle of Yorktown, Massachusetts, became the first state to make July 4th an official state holiday. After the Revolutionary War, Americans continued to commemorate Independence Day every year after in celebrations that allowed the new nation's emerging political leaders to address citizens and create a feeling of unity. By the last decade of the 18th century, the two major political parties, the Federalist Party and the Democratic-Republicans, uh, that had arisen began holding separate Fourth of July celebrations in many large cities. Fourth of July and fireworks, Mike. The first fireworks were used as early as 200 B.C. The tradition of setting off fireworks on the 4th of July began in Philadelphia on July 4th, 1777, during the first organized celebration of the Independence Day. Ship's cannon uh, fired a 13-gun salute in honor of the 13 colonies. The Pennsylvania Evening Post reported, at night there was a grand ex- ex- exhibition of fireworks, which began and concluded with 13 rockets on the commons, and the city was beautifully illuminated. The same night, the Sons of Liberty set off fireworks over the Boston commons. <coughs> now, when did uh, the 4th of July become a federal holiday? I am going to say, that sounds like something President Lincoln would do. It Actually, it was much later. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, July 4th becomes a federal holiday. The tradition of patriotic celebration became even more widespread after the War of 1812, in which the United States again faced Britain. In 1870, the U.S. Congress made the 4th of July a federal holiday. Oh. In 1941, the provision was expanded to grant a paid holiday to all federal employees, which... We all pretty much, unless you work in healthcare <laughs> and a couple other, you know, jobs, uh, law enforcement included. So that is uh, all that I'm going to read about that. I thought that was a really good clip of like all of the the yeah, celebrations. Very, very good uh, article there. Now you know that the um, the the bald eagle is our national bird. Mm-hmm. Do you know what uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be? Um, I do not. Like, I feel like I've heard the story, but I'm not sure. Okay. He wanted to be the turkey. The turkey. Yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> that's not a joke. That's, that's, no, that's I think I've, I've actually heard that. I think um, so. I can't remember the reasoning, but he thought the turkey was more appropriate than the bald eagle. Well, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, a turkey can feed a lot more people than a bald eagle. What? <laughs> okay. I was trying to be a little bit more serious, but okay. I guess that did come out more like a joke, <laughs> okay, didn't that it? That was kind of a foul joke. I'm sorry. Oh, jeez. All right. So, Mike, I think it's time for us to uh, head back to uh, present time. Okay, here we go. All right, Mike. You all right? You're looking a little uh, that, that, discombobulated over there. Well, it's, it's that trip going... You know, time travel is, you know, that, that space-time continuum thing just gets gets to me. Mike may or may not have taken acid before this show. I don't know. Um, <laughs> which, by the way, I just heard, and I can't remember the uh, the guy's name, but there was a baseball player who had taken a bunch of acid prior to a game and threw a no-hitter. And I cannot think of the name now. Um, I'm going to have to look that up because I had just heard about that somewhere on the... Uh, um, radio. Okay. So I'm going to look that up. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, he think. was a pitcher. Um, his name was uh, Ellis. Uh, Doc Ellis. Doc Ellis. It says Doc Ellis threw a, a no-hitter 
on uh, June 12, 1970, and later stated that he accomplished the feat under the influence of LSD. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says Ellis started pitch, uh, was a starting pitcher for the National League in the All-Star Game in 1971, and later that year, the Pirates run, won the World Series. So I had heard that this week on a podcast I listened to, and I was quite surprised. I, that, that's quite a feat. So yeah, uh, kudos to you, sir. <laughs> I can't imagine. I mean, I, people get really paranoid with some of that stuff, so I can't imagine. Um, so, uh, Mike, we're getting ready to wrap up here. What do you got? You got anything? Well, I, I was going to ask you a question. Oh, no. Did you prepare puns? <laughs> what is heavier, water or butane? I have no idea. Well, water, because butane is a lighter fluid. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and and I, I, I don't think I told you about the other day. I, I called a, a down here to Chang's and... And ordered some uh, Chinese soup. I ordered 2,000 pounds. It was wonton. One ton. No, I got it. I'm just staring at you because I think that's what our listeners are going to be doing. They're just going to stare at their phone or the radio or whatever when they hear that. Oh, my gosh. So I'm going to jump up on a, on a um, soapbox. I know we promise not to do this very often. Uh, this last week, the Supreme Court has put out several, um, basically they've made rulings on several, uh, topics, right, mm-hmm. Mike? And I feel, um, it, they affect everyone differently. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of negative feedback and negative comments and and positive comments and positive feedback on the on the difference um i i think i have to go back to what we've said before it's uh, this is a trying time people do have different thoughts and i think now more than ever it's there's a good there's a good reason why we were always told you don't talk about religion you don't talk about politics right mm-hmm. and i think that uh I, I've seen people who have put on Facebook, unfriend me if, unfriend me if, um, and, and that, that bothers me. I, I feel like you should be able to have differences of opinion, regardless of what they are, um, and regardless of what you believe, you should be able to have differences of opinion and still care for another human being. Certainly. Another person. Yes. And have a relationship that is not based on you being um, a single uh, single issue voter or a single issue um, person. Um, you know, we were given a great gift with the Constitution and with the Great American ex- uh, Experiment, and and given a country that you know was never, um, you know, it was it never been tried before, right? Mm-hmm. The, to give the people the power to vote the people in. And um, I, I think we need to reiterate that. If you don't like how things are going, run. Be the change. Go and do it. Don't sit there and complain. Be the change. Don't be violent. Don't be nasty. Run for, run for an office. I am telling you, when you run for an office, it is completely different than what you think it's going to be when you get there. There's more to it than what the majority of people know. Well, and if, if you're one that doesn't vote, you really don't have any business expressing an opinion. Yeah, you've given up your, your you haven't opinion. Had the right, you haven't used the right to help put the people in there that maybe would push things in the direction you would like them to go. Yeah. No, I think that's I think that's very fair. You know, you're give, you were given the opportunity to vote uh, by being born in America or coming to America. Uh, my sister-in-law, you know, just in the last couple of years became an American citizen. Um, so I think you know, my it's it's um, it goes back to what I've been saying for weeks upon weeks. Give grace, be nice. There's no reason to be nasty to people. Um, 
you know, regardless of what aisle uh, you vote with or what grouping you vote with or, you know, what you believe, people are people. Love one another, be kind to one another, be nice, you know, care about your fellow human. You know, give that grace. Because we don't know what somebody else is dealing with at any given time, right? And sometimes people can literally be one statement away from a complete meltdown. Sure. Or um, could be going through a divorce that we don't know. Or, um, you know, they might be struggling with the loss of a life, whether it be, uh, you know, um, that or or, uh, (laughs) a tornado, um, you know, anything like that. So I guess my, uh, my statement is continue to be kind to each other. Um, be nice. Um, take a break from the politics. Um, take a break from, um, all of the, the angst, the social media, be kind to each other, help one another. I mean, um, you know, we saw a lot of that going around helping one another, uh, with a tornado, you know, hey, I'm going to, you know, I'll come over and help you get the trees off of your car or out of your driveway or out of the yard. Um, checking in with the neighbors that maybe needed supplemental oxygen, things like that. Um, just be kind to one another. Well, can I add something to that? Do not be using social media to, media to argue your point. That is... It's easy to get drawn into that, and that is one of the drawbacks of having social media so readily available. Um, yeah, <laughs> that leads to other people chiming in, you know, one way or the other, either the way that you agree with or the way that you disagree with, and causes more anger, you know? And Why do that? To all the trolls out there that try to start crap, knock it off. Yeah. that's It's just, yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I made I, I made a I'm not going to say what the topic was or who it was. I read. I it. made a statement. The I figured you did, and um, I I kind of regretted it. I mean, it's what I felt. It's what I feel. But um, I, I I I don't want bad feelings between myself and other folks. Um, if you can, you know, if you know the people, pick up the phone and say, hey, can we talk? Or you know, uh, talk face to face and. And don't bring a bunch of other people into it like you would with social media. I think social media, and I've seen this before, it it's uh, given us an opportunity to say what we want without the fear of being punched in the face, right? Yeah, that's probably true. And you shouldn't have a fear of being punched in the face, but yet you should be able to, hey, this is what my thoughts are, and have a civil conversation about that, right? You should right. be able to do that. Um, it should not, you, you should, and I hate, I have friends who say, I fear for, or I feel, I have fear of because of this or that. And I don't like that. You know, that bothers me that they have that feeling. But, you know, I think the conversation, I think, I think we are letting folks in Washington run our lives too much. And we're not controlling our own. I, I honestly feel like you can control your own destiny. And I think that the way that you do that is by managing your beliefs and having conversations. And, you know, sometimes a conversation with someone of the, on, the opposite, on the opposite side of the topic can be enlightening. Sure. And you may think, you know, you may be a strict no or a yes on this. And after that conversation, you're like, you know what? I, I was a strict no, but after having this conversation... I can totally see the the opposite side here. I totally get why. But you know what? We're not having that conversation anymore. We're having the, I'm going to post this on social media and you're going to unfriend me if you don't like it. Tough. Why? That is just, you're dividing yourself. You're pulling people who actually may you know, actually care for you. You're putting a wedge between you and that person. Well, plus you're, if you're doing it on social media like that, you're drawing other people in because there's not just that person that you made that remark to, but there are their friends and your friends that see it as well. So you're just adding fire to the, or 
kindling to the fire. And you may have a personal reason why you believe believe firmly in this or that, and that other person may not have that. That's where, once again, if you have that dialogue, you know, I have a few friends, I have, I have a few friends, very few, that I can actually have a full discussion on certain topics. Yeah. And there are others that I won't talk with on other things because I know how they feel about it, and I'm not... I, I don't want to risk that, you know, friendship with them over that, right? Because I know how they feel because they've made it quite evident. So why have that conversation, you know? Why why put them in that place where they feel, you know, uh, that angst or whatever? But I do have a couple friends that I'm glad that I do where I can have this conversation. And sure. we've had the conversation and it's been, oh, I didn't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. And so it's made me kind of uh, change my opinion a little bit. But I can tell you what, there will always be elections. <laughs> you will always disagree or agree with a candidate or candidates. There will always be something that somebody says that will, and I'm going to say this for the first time ever, piss you off. And you're just going to have to decide, am I going to let this eat at me or am I going to let it go because this person, you know, I've done well under this person or I feel like this person is doing the best job or, you know, I think we have to re look at how we evaluate things. And each person has to do that individually. And we are not all going to agree. And I feel that it is okay and perfectly acceptable to agree to disagree, Mm -hmm. but that should not ruin a, a friendship. So, there you go. That's the... uh, (laughs) Some happy music here as we go out. Um, That's uh, me getting off of of the box here. Uh, But I wanted to... I did want to share something here because I had forgotten to do this so far. But here we go. Join us for Freedom Fest Ohio, July 1st and 2nd, 2022 at the Morrow County Fairgrounds. Brought to you by Finley Entertainment. Celebrate freedom with the Nate Williams Band, Austin French, and headliner Crowder on July 1st, Friday night, starting at 6.30 p.m. Then on Saturday, July 2nd, join Scott Stevens, Heath Sanders, Rodney Atkins, and headliner Justin Moore. Tickets are on sale now. Visit FreedomFestOhio.com. All right, Mike. I think that's enough for today. Take care. Have a good week. Give grace. Be nice. And remember, share the Morrowology podcast. <laughs> <laughs>